Hey everybody, it's Dodgers We Believe. We're back. This is Jake. And I'm Joe. Hey everybody. So I'm in a squeaky chair today. Please forgive me, but uh, let's talk about the Dodgers today, Josie. They're facing the Houston Astros in game three. They've already started and holy smokes, the Astros are already up one to nothing. I feel like that's the story of this series. I mean, they've been yes. pitching it to us as a rematch of the World Series and it feels more like a replay. Pitching it to us? That's pretty good. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, the Dodgers organization has been advertising this, come to the World Series rematch, you know, and everybody on Twitter is going game eight. By the way, follow us on Twitter. Our handle is we believe in LA. We're, we've got a nice little Twitter going on. Josie's getting some mentions from the Dodgers. It's pretty fantastic. But anyways, Dodgers have already dropped the series, already lost the series to the Astros. Joe, I know it's going to be painful, but please... Let's, let's review the last couple games. It's not great. I mean, if we're going to talk about it, we may as well just talk about the game from yesterday. So, mm -hmm. I mean, it's the one, it's the worst one. Let's just, you know. So yesterday the Dodgers lost 14 to zero. 14 to zero. And that was the worst loss at a home game for the Dodgers since 1923. 1923 when we were named the Brooklyn Robins and yeah the, it's the worst home game loss for us since 19 that's that's horrendous that's sad and by the way two days after the biggest Dodger Stadium runs ever scored the most yeah. runs ever scored on August 2nd against the Brewers when we scored oh, great 21 game. runs Fantastic and that was the most game. in our 60 years in LA yes the thing about uh, the the baseball gods is they like to even things <laughs> out eventually e everything always evens out eventually right can I be honest you can be I, honest I would rather have had the 21 runs against the Astros and lost to the Brewers 14. Sure, I think that's great, but still, it's still one loss and one win. But the point is, we are, we are losing pretty bad to to the Astros this series. It's not great. And I'm not expecting it to get too much better. I mean, look at our lineup for today. Yeah, we have a lot of great guys in there, but look who's missing: Justin Turner, Turner Matt Kemp, Kemp Yasiel yeah. Puig. Well, Matt Kemp, he hit that ball off his foot yesterday. He's got a foot contusion. Turner, he's been hurting. I've been saying it for weeks. I've been saying it since he's been back from the DL. He's got to take some more time off to rest. Just give it some time. You don't need to be out there every single day. But I mean, our record with and without him stands for itself. I know we shouldn't put it on one player, but we need Turner. We, we need it. We talked about this a little bit last time. I don't feel like we need to rehash it, but I think he just needs to rest. I, okay, I think. And he's going to rest. He's not going to be in the starting lineup against the Athletics next week. He's, I mean, he's going to be our DH. He's going to be the DH. That's he's less not pressure. Gonna, he's not going to be on the defense. Yes, so. he's not going to be uh, on the field, which I think is great. It takes a lot out of you to get ready for every single at-bat. If you're at a game or you're watching a game, look at the infield before every single pitch. Sometimes there's 150 pitches for a regular nine-inning game. 150 times, well... Yeah, no, 150 times, because that's just defensively. You're getting down, you're bending your knees, you're putting your glove out, you're getting ready to make a play, especially on the infield, you know? Especially. And Turner's at, at third base. So um, I think it's great that we picked up Machado, because he can take some of the weight off of Turner. Exactly. He can play third base, he can play shortstop. He's great offensively as well. Oh, he's amazing offensively. He's I, done well for us. I feel a lot more comfortable not having Turner in the game now than I did at the beginning of the season before for we sure. acquired Machado. For sure. Oh, 100%. Yeah, we were not doing well without Turner. And I don't feel like that's, you know, whoever was replacing Turner's fault. I just feel like he brought a lot of, of uh, 
beauty to the, the chemistry of the Dodgers. Okay, what? You know who was originally replacing Turner at third? Oh, Forsyth. Forsyth. It Forsyth. was his fault. <laughs> okay, okay. We traded away Forsyth, Josie. Yeah, and I'm not saying that this is the greatest moment in Dodgers history, <laughs> but it's pretty close. Okay, okay. So well, last time we had our podcast for uh, July 22nd, we, we said a lot of uh, mean things. I don't know what mean things. Sort of honest, negative thoughts about Forsyth. We were blunt. We were pretty blunt. We were pretty honest about mm-hmm. the fact that we didn't want him and we wanted him out. Get him out of here. Just trade away Forsyth. Get him we out didn't of my life. Him. Exactly. The, the trade deadline was July 29th and we got rid of July 31st. I don't know anything. Jeez, give me a break. So we traded him the day of the trade deadline. Is that right? That's right. So we didn't have to deal with waivers or any of that. Exactly. We, we traded away Forsyth. We were pretty happy about that and we got the bulldozer. The bulldozer. The bulldozer. Brian Dozier from the Minnesota Twins. Think about the first two games that he had. He had two home runs. The second game he almost hit for the cycle against the Brewers. It was fantastic. Just missing a triple. It's the hardest one, but still he was close. Yeah, he was doing fantastic. And now he's been in four different games. He has five hits, two home runs, more extra base hits than that. Has he started any game against the Astros? So we've had yesterday and the day before. I don't think Dozier, Dozier may have been in one. Please help me, Josie. He's starting today. Okay. That's what I can tell you. That's what you can tell me. (laughs) Let's, let's just not talk about how we're losing right now. One to nothing, but at least we got guys on first and second in the bottom of the first. Bueller, he's starting today. He must have allowed the run. Can we put on the game right now so we can watch it while we're doing the podcast? <laughs> Sorry, everybody. I'm putting on the game. Anyways, <laughs> Bueller's starting. I feel like he needs more time. His his ERA, what? what? Josie, tell me your thoughts. Bueller, Bueller's great, you know? <laughs> yes, Bueller is great. The problem is sometimes he's not so great. Look, I think he is going to eventually be, I think he's going to eventually be a great pitcher, a great starting pitcher for the Dodgers. And now I, I don't even care that Bueller's doing so poorly because I'm looking at the game and the Dodgers just scored two runs in the bottom of the first. So we're back in business. Here we go. Here we go. At least we won't be shut out today. At least we won't be shut out. At least we have a shut out winning. Anyways, we were talking about the bulldozer. We were talking about the bulldozer. Okay, please continue. I, I'm sorry I interrupted. Um, how has he been doing since he's been with the Dodgers? Let's, let's get on with that. So like I said, he has five hits over four games. He's been doing amazing. His on-base plus slugging, 1.753 oh, over those gorgeous. four games. Okay, l- tell me what was four size on-base plus slugging during, the, during this time with the Dodgers this season? Are you sure you want to know? Just tell it's me. So first, what was Dozier's again while he's been with the Dodgers? 1.753? That's been, I mean, that's, that's impossible to keep up, but yes, it's fantastic. And what was four size? So in his 70 games for LA this year, 560. Oh, if you would double his production, that's not as good as Dozier's week with the Dodgers. It's true. Though... I feel like we need to give Dozier some slack. I mean, MLB is predicting that his batting average over the rest of the season is only going to be 230, which is still good. It's still around the rest of the Dodgers. It's still 30 over what... What does the MLB know? What are they? Just Major League Baseball, the the company, or what what are they? Conglomerate? They're probably the experts. Yeah, okay. Nobody cares about (laughs) the experts, okay? (laughs) Did the experts predict that the Americans would win World War II? I think not. 
I don't think that's relevant, oh, but okay. Okay, all I'm saying is, go America, go Dodgers. Did that just silence you? Anyways. I'm speechless. <laughs> so, you know what my favorite thing about Dozier is? His nickname? Okay, his nickname's great. Uh-huh. The fans' response to him has been great. Dozier Stadium, oh, come on. He's, okay, Dozier Stadium from Dodger Stadium is fantastic. That means he's an instant fan favorite. It reminds me of... Uh, Manny Wood. Uh, Manny Wood, of course. And I'm not talking Manny Ramirez. I'm talking Manny Machado. Manny Machado. He's also a fan favorite. I'm, talk I'm going back, though. I'm going back a couple years. Adrian Gonzalez. First at-bat with the Dodgers at Dodger Stadium. A home run. How can you, how can you beat a first at-bat with the Dodgers like that? He became a fan favorite, and he was a fan favorite for years, just like Andre Ethier. Oh. All right, Oral. Let's rein it in a little bit no, for no. now. Don't call me Oral today. I feel like we need to explain this whole oral Joe thing that we started. Yeah, we podcast. should probably explain this. So, so Josie and I, we watch a lot of uh, uh, Dodgers games and we listen to the broadcasters and we get attached. We were attached mm -hmm. to Vince Scully, just like every other Dodgers fan in Dodgers existence in the Dodgers history. We're attached to Do Joe Davis. We think he has the perfect voice. He's the perfect voice. Everything that he says seems important like even if he's just making a joke about a song and then Dieter rules playing it and they're going back and forth oh, they've got such a good dynamic important. right and then we also have oral hershizer who of course we still love oral, we hershizer. Love oral. he's fantastic but we find that sometimes he gets a little caught up in his glory days and telling uh -huh. stories about yeah. the past he wishes it was still like, you know 1988 you know? yeah and he, uh, for somebody who who doesn't remember the games that oral was actually playing in uh i feel like i i respect his playing days and they were amazing and of course he won the world series for the dodgers oral Hersh hershizer is a great player but he is a broadcaster he is color commentary for the dodgers for 2018 we every every two things that he says doesn't need to be about the 1980s and i think that it's great that every now and then you decide to talk about the old glory days of some of your favorite dodgers okay. and you kind of pull it oral every now <laughs> look, and then. look i uh, just you talking like this makes me appreciate oral even more <laughs> he was talking to andre ethier during game one of this series astros dodgers that was the day of andre ethier's retirement ceremony and the way that oral was reacting to what andre was saying i it it really put um gave me a greater understanding it gave me more context to where oral is as a former player as a former former dodger it's just every day in an in the clubhouse competition training preparing that is your life and when you're gone you're out of that you just want more of it that's all you want and that's what andre ethier was describing and that's what oral hershizer really seemed to have a, a, a moment with just like yes i understand you're having a bit of an oral moment again. Oh my god. Okay, anyways. Basically, the point is, I like Joe Davis because I'm about stats, he's about stats, well, and, and Jake is a little more nostalgic, so okay. that's the joke. Let's not talk so much about Jake and Josie as much as, as Joe Davis and Oral Hershizer. Joe Davis, he has invested himself completely. He has t d um, made a dive headfirst into uh, Dodgers knowledge and baseball knowledge. And in a very short amount of time that he's been the Dodgers' main broadcaster, uh, he has he has really been very impressive. And I'm happy that he's our broadcaster, and I want him to, to be 
like Vince Scully in the way that he would be the Dodgers broadcaster for decades to come. I think that would be fantastic. But th- I agree. That's and, on, <laughs> and on the other side, like outside of the games, I think following him on all social media is one of the best decisions I've ever oh, made. Oh, he's great. Just like, okay, even though Brandon McCarthy is gone, oh, he's great. He's hilarious. He is great on Twitter. I still want the best for Brandon McCarthy because he is hilarious. Oh, he brightens my yeah. day. He, I mean, he brightens everybody's day. Who else is good on Twitter? We've got Kike Hernandez. God. Oh, my gosh. After the whole um, batting practice incident. <laughs> right, right. He was with the, the Brewers, Brewers yeah, right? Yeah, that's right, yeah. How he tweeted that picture of like a Speedo and he was like, batting practice for tomorrow. I love Kike. That makes me love Kike even more. Anyways. Yeah. Uh, so we were talking about Brian Dozier. Yes, Brian Dozier, the bulldozer. What's and your my, favorite thing about Brian Dozier? My favorite thing is that is his story of coming to the Dodgers and how it actually started two years ago when we got Logan Forsythe. Right, right, right. Okay, please go on with that. So in the offseason after the 2016 season, there were rumors of a trade between the Dodgers and the Twins for Dozier. But the Twins were getting a little greedy. They wanted some of our top prospects. I'm talking guys like Urias, Stripling, DeLeon, Bellinger, Bueller, Calhoun. I mean, they didn't want all of them, obviously. Obviously, that's a lot of them. But we were really only willing to trade DeLeon and not the others. So the Twins were like, no, thank you. We're going to keep Dozier. He's great. So what we did was we traded DeLeon to the Rays for one Logan Forsythe. You're amazing. And then now we've traded Logan Forsythe for Brian Dozier, the guy that we wanted all along. The bulldozer, it's come full circle. It's come full circle. It's come full circle. Go Dodgers, we got who we wanted in the first place, Brian Dozier. And it's it's so far week one paying off big time. Yeah. Dividends on dividends. (laughs) (laughs) And I mean, let's look at even what we traded for him besides Forsythe, Luke Rayleigh and Devin Smeltzer, neither of them were fantastic. Right. We still have a top 10 farm system in the league. Most of our, our starting lineup on any given day comes from our farm system. I mean, the fact remains that this new ownership took over, what, 2010, 2011, the Guggenheim Group, and their goal was to invest heavily in our farm system and invest in the coaching there and invest in the development of our young players coming up so that we didn't have to spend $30 million every um, before every trade deadline to pick up some superstar from another team. The goal was to have a Clayton Kershaw come up every five years, right? So, And I feel like we're doing that. Yeah, we're doing that. We're doing great at They've done that. Mm-hmm. We've done nothing. We've sat here watching and enjoying, but... <laughs> They've done, they've done a, a great job at doing this. So, the bulldozer. How's he doing in L.A.? Let's, we haven't really gotten to the nitty-gritty of it. He's, he's had two games. Amazingness. Incredibleness. Um, who else have we got? We've got Machado and we've got John Axford. Yes, the oh. other trade. And we, so, we got John Axford from the Toronto Blue Jays, also at the trade deadline. The trade deadline, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, we traded Corey Copping, who he's, he's okay. I don't even know He's who fine. these people are. You're, you're the one who follows up with our farm system. I, I'm, I'm sorry, everybody. I mean, so he spent most of the season this season in Tulsa. His ERA was great, 2.52. That's great. Yeah. But, I mean, hopefully Axford will make up for it. Yeah. Though, so far, okay. Axford has not been great. Can we talk about his performance last night? First, Let's do a little bit of a rewind. I want to talk about his career so far because what I know about Axford is not much. I don't follow a lot of other teams' players very closely unless they're big stars like Jake Arrieta or okay. um, or Judge or something like that. All but right. Let me fill you in. 
please. So John Axford, career mm -hmm. ERA of 3.78. Not terrible. Not terrible. It's, it's not great, but it's not terrible. So he's been in the majors since 2009. He's kind of floated around. His best season was actually with the Brewers in 2011. He had a season ERA of 1.95. That's amazing. And that was over 73 and some change. Let's bring innings. back 2011. That was the year that Matt Kemp got second place in MVP voting to uh, Ryan Braun, who mm -hmm. got caught taking some performance-enhancing drugs. Anyways, please continue. John Axford. But here's the thing. I, that season was a little bit of a fluke. Since that season, he's only had one other season where he's had an ERA below 3.9, and that was in 2013, and that was just 10 innings pitched for the Cardinals. But other than that, since 2011, no season under 3.9. So why do we have John Axford? What are we doing? We needed another reliever. Our why don't we just pick up a, a guy I've heard good things about Brandon Morrow? I don't think we can afford Brandon <laughs> no, Morrow. No, we can't afford Brandon Morrow. If we can't afford Ethier for another season, we can't afford Brandon Morrow, that's for sure. Exactly. So, so before coming to the Dodgers, this season specifically, he had an ERA of 4.41 over 51 okay, innings. Okay. 20, but his walkout-to-strikeout ratio is... It's okay. It's 20 walks for every 50 strikeouts. Okay, it's not that's terrible. not terrible, but still over a 4 ERA, well over a 4 ERA. That's, yeah. That doesn't reflect well. Okay. And now, now, now yeah, after okay. last night's start, his ERA is 5.44. Overnight, it literally went up 1.03. Can we talk about why that is? What happened last night? So, I mean, I don't know if I want to, but let's do it. <laughs> so last night, he came into the eighth inning of the game. We want him to be our eighth inning setup. I think that's what they're sort of going for, but continue. He allowed six runs on three hits and two walks. Oh, God one out oh god that makes his era since joining the dodgers like not counting everything before just with the dodgers 162. that has got to be the worst era on the dodgers yeah. since kike yeah it's worse than kike kike's kike sitting at like an 81 and <laughs> so i guess this is news for kike to celebrate i know he joked that he agreed to go in and pitch because he thought it would help him in arbitration. <laughs> and then it joking. kind of backfired sure. on him. Sure, well, who's going to expect a, a shortstop to do that well, you know? <laughs> but I mean, now he's not the worst. It could help him get some more money. Yay, go TK, not the worst ERA on the Dodgers. But also, let's hope that John Axford can pick it up because he has been a star in the past. He was a star for the Brewers. He can be a star for the Dodgers. He can do yeah. it. Yeah, I think that if any pitching staff could bring him back up, it's the Dodgers. Exactly. I feel like we've taken a lot of guys from the brink of their careers ending to the brink of the peak of their careers. Mm -hmm. I can't name any names right now, but anyway. So. Let's think about Brandon Morrow. Brandon Morrow. I mean, his career wasn't about to end. No, I mean, it wasn't about to end, but it wasn't about to be a closer anywhere. Exactly. And now he's a star closer for the Cubs. Is and he still their star closer? And we I miss him really. dearly. Yeah, we do miss him dearly. I'll, I'll miss Morrow for all tomorrows to come. Mm -hmm. Get it? Tomorrow. Okay. And <laughs> and then we also have Max Muncy. I mean, he was about to quit and go back to business school before the Dodgers brought him up. He and this did. season, he's a star. He did quit. He was quit when uh, when one of our guys gave him a call. I don't know if it was our general manager or one of the owners. I don't know who it was, but whatever. That's just the Dodgers MO. I think that we can do a lot with Axford, and I'm excited to see what he has to offer us this season. Well, I'm looking forward to it as long as he does as well as he did in 2011. <laughs> but well, speaking of great careers and great moments... Andre Ethier? His retirement ceremony oh. was on Friday. It was on Friday, yeah. I, I listened to a lot of it um, 
with uh, Jason Bateman. He was hosting that retirement ceremony before game one in this series against the Astros. Jason Bateman was very good. He's a big Dodgers fan. I feel I, I feel some uh, solidarity with Jason Bateman, just a Dodgers fan looking on. Not really particularly experts, but... Um, Doesn't hurt that you love Arrested Development. I love Arrested Development. It's one of my favorite shows of all time. But, um, yeah, I think Andre Ethier had a stellar career with the Dodgers. He, uh, he had a lot of walk-offs. He was known as Mr. Miracle, Mr. Clutch, and there was reasons for that. Can you talk a little bit about the, the, the nuts and bolts of his stats in his career? Of course. So his career average with the Dodgers, 285. That's and great. of course, that's over 12 years with the Dodgers. Oh, that's years. ridiculous. That a single, it's the only team you ever played for. On base plus slugging, 822. I love that, man. Oh. During his time with the Dodgers, he was in eight postseasons with 51 playoff games. That's so that's many incredible. Games. Yeah, that's fantastic. And he ranks in the top 10 in nearly every category for batting in LA history. I'm talking third in doubles, fourth in extra base hits, all-time leader in being hit by pitches. I love this man. He's wonderful. I mean, as he was playing throughout the years, he's been one of my favorite Dodgers of all time. At times, I would say he was my favorite Dodger, for sure. Yeah, he's been incredible. And I mean, his awards and accolades speak for themselves. I mean, he's two-time All-Star. He has a Golden Glove. He has a Silver Slugger. He was the MLB Clutch Performer of the Year. Certainly a fan favorite for many, many years. And I can vouch for that. I was sad when the Dodgers didn't pick up his contract as it for, for the 2018 season, but that would have meant that they would have had to pay him over $17 million yeah. as opposed to the $2.5 million buyout. And I mean, they probably didn't want to take the risk. I mean, think about it. In 2016 and 2017 combined, he only had 64 plate appearances. That's not very many. Because in 2016, he had that tibia fracture, and uh, then last year he had that idea. disc herniation in his back. Yeah, well, that's unfortunate, very unfortunate, but I think he had a lot left in the gas tank. I think he still had a few good years left in his career. I mean, he did really come through for us in the postseason last year. He did do well. He did I mean, well for us. He didn't win it for us, clearly. But I mean, did you remember game three of the NLCS against the Cubs? Hardly. So we were down 1-0 against the Cubs, and then Ethier hit a home run, and that just kind of stunted the That's Cubs. And right. we went on to win that game 6-1, and I think it was because Ethier, he was our catalyst. Love Ethier, but we were not going to lose to the Cubs regardless. But anyways, yes, we are thankful for Ethier. We're thankful for what he's mm -hmm. done. He came back last season in a big way. I think. He did. Yeah. I mean, he has been a mentor the, to the Dodgers players, the younger players, when he wasn't actually on the field. Um, I know you, you know a little bit more about that than I do. Who was he mentoring? He was a big mentor to a lot of our guys over the last two years, specifically Bellinger, Seeger, and Peterson. And since his nickname was Daddy, I thought That's that was really name. fitting. That's fantastic, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but his nickname was Daddy long before they came around, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Ethier. Uh, I, I, yeah, I wish he was still a Dodger. I wish he was still playing. Even if it wasn't with the Dodgers, it's just great to see Andre Ethier on the field. He is, he is the epitome of a clutch performer, a clutch hitter. If, if you're going to have, even today, even right now, he's been retired since he, basically he accepted that he wasn't going to get signed again by April, by the time the season started. Mm -hmm. He started planning a summer vacation with his family. But even right now, with him not training every day, with him not preparing for games, it's the bottom of the ninth in Dodger Stadium. We're down by a run, two outs, somebody on. Who would I rather have up there than anybody else in this entire world? 
Dozier. Oh, I mean Ethier. Yeah. I mean, I think that I think that that makes sense. So I mean, look at his performance. Let's look at 2009 specifically. I love 2009. So in 2009, he had four walk-off home runs and six other walk-off hits. Painful. So amazing. And he was our clutch guy. Like you were just talking about bottom of the ninth, we're gonna come back and win. He really was that guy, and his yeah. stats showed. It's For not sure. just. It's not just loving him and being biased about it. It's that's what he did. That's what he was known for. Exactly. His career stats back him up. His career stats back up our love for him. Mm -hmm. So Andre Ethier, you'll be missed. I am. Uh, I'm sad that you're uh, you're enjoying retirement and taking family vacations and relaxing for the first time in years <laughs> instead of being in a Dodger uniform. But yes, truly, you, you will be missed. Can we talk about another guy that's going to be missed and this time by more than one club? Is it Utley? It's Utley. It's Utley. Yeah, oh, Utley. He's retiring this season. Um, has he played his final games in Philadelphia, or do we still have one more series there? Um, unless we face the Phillies in the postseason, he's gone against something Are you serious? Time. That can't be right. I think yeah. I heard something on the radio the other day. Nope. Jeez, we're hosting a podcast. We should probably know this. But so because the Dodgers were in Philly from the from July twenty third to the twenty fifth, then that was that's the last time that we're supposed to face them this season, unless we see them in the postseason. That is so sad. The Phil the the Philadelphia fans love him, you know, probably more than Los Angeles fans love him, and Los Los Angeles fans really love Chase Utley. Yeah, I mean, let's talk about the response that he got when he was in Philly. Oh, so of when course. Well deserved. Well deserved. He got at least three standing ovations his first time coming up to bat. I mean, no. when he was announced in the lineup, he got a standing ovation. Before his first at bat, he actually had a standing ovation that lasted almost a full minute. And then the PA system played his old walk-up song. Do you remember? Do you remember his old walk-up song? I don't remember it. Cashmere by Led Zeppelin. <laughs> so they played that. The fans stood up and applauded him for almost a full minute. And then when he made it to first base, the Philly fans were actually booing their own pitcher for, for trying for throwing to pick back him at first. Off. I remember that. Yeah. That's great. That was also the same game, game that not only did the entire Philadelphia Philly stadium stand up um, and, and give him a standing ovation and the Phillies dug out, but the Dodgers dug out, gave him a standing ovation. Everybody yeah. in that stadium was clapping for Chase Utley. Yeah. And then, do you remember the game against Philly when Utley wasn't in the starting lineup? We had yes. PK at second instead. Oh, yes. It was the last game that we played against them. Mm -hmm. That's the one that went into extra innings until God knows when. Mm -hmm. It was like 1 a.m. our and then, time. I don't and know. And then toward the end of the game, whenever Kike would come up to bat, the fans would boo him because they were like, put Utley <laughs> in instead. And whenever we had a pinch hitter, they would boo our pinch hitter because yes. it wasn't Utley. Yes. I they just that. wanted Utley. They just of loved course. him so much. I bet half those people bought those tickets thinking they were going to see Utley for the last time. And it's understandable why. I mean, let's talk about his debut. We, his we debut should. is one of my favorite stories. Fantastic. For, wait, wait, wait. For Philadelphia or for Los Angeles? For Philadelphia. Okay, fine. Let's talk about Philadelphia. Great. So, I guess I'm talking more about his first hit than his debut, because his debut is actually on April 4th, 2003 as a pinch hitter. That's so long ago. But then his first hit and was during his first actual start at second on April 24th, so just a few weeks later. It's my dad's birthday. In his first hit as a Philly was a Grand Slam. That's wonderful. It was a great way to endear yourself to a fan base. <laughs> and do you want to know what's also kind of interesting? Tell me. His first time back in Philadelphia after becoming a Dodger, his first hit was also a Grand Slam. Oh, I just love Chase Utley. He is such a grinder and he fights hard. It's the reason why half of the fans in baseball mm -hmm. absolutely hate him and half of the fans mm -hmm. in baseball absolutely love him. 
what season was it? Was it 2016 when he broke the leg of the Mets? Uh, 2015. 2015. Miguel Tejada broke his leg. Ruben Tejada. Ru- was it Ruben? It's Ruben. I'm sorry, Ruben. It I, was in game I'm two really of sorry. the NLDS. Oh, God. He's listening to this right now. This is terrible. I know we got some... So... We okay. We 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 sent some uh, some blunt messages in our last podcast regarding Logan Forsythe, and some of the players of the Dodgers did not like that. They responded very poorly to but that. But I mean, management still traded him. So management still traded him. They understand <laughs> they want to win a World Series. It's you know, it's the business side of baseball, and it's painful. And I'm sure it's painful for a lot of players on the Dodgers to lose a friend. A lot of them were actually tweeting out their support, and I know Kike specifically said that his least favorite side of baseball was the business side because he was losing one of his best friends and same with Peterson. And they both sent him off with the same off as me. Goodbye, Logie Bear. Goodbye, Logie Bear. <laughs> the si- Did you do that on the, the Twitter account? Goodbye, Logie Bear? No. Okay, well, okay. <laughs> I don't think we had the Twitter account then. Oh, well, it's, it's a new Twitter account. Follow us. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, do you want to tell the story of this slide or should I? I can try to tell it. I haven't looked it up recently, but I remember it. I remember watching that game very vividly. I was in Andrew Fischella's, uh, uh apartment watching that when I was in school over there. And um, so it was the NLCS. DS. DS? I don't know anything. Should, should I just do it? You, you do it. You've done your, you know what's going on. Okay. Here. So let me set the <laughs> stage. It's game two of the NLDS. Sure. The Dodgers are down by one, bottom of the seventh. So Utley's on first, Howie Kendrick is up to bat. Howie Kendrick, gosh. Howie Kendrick. So we also had a man on third. Howie Kendrick hits the ball. Utley doesn't want there to be a double play, so he's hustling. That's what everybody did back then, though. Of course. Before the Chase Utley rule. So right before he gets to the plate, he starts to slide, and he just takes out Tejada. Like, head over heels, he spins over, he falls to the ground. Done. Utley is declared out. The ruling was overturned, adding insult to injury. Total injury. Tejada cracked his fibula. You mean Utley. I mean, Tejada's fibula was the one that was cracked. Yeah, but Utley cracked it. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I was reading this article just the other day about it when we were doing research for this. And actually, the article that I read said that this was the second time that Utley did a slide like that and took Tejada out at second. You did tell me that the other day, and I had no memory of that. I, I did not know. Well, it. the first one was all the way back in 2010 when Utley still would have been a Philly. Oh, see, I had no idea about that. Yeah. Jeez. And get this, Tejada just barely publicly forgave him in February of 2017. That's very generous of him because yeah. really, 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 the Mets got into the World Series in 2015. Was that against the Royals? I don't remember, but... They got into the World Series and they lost. And a lot of people are saying that with their star infielder, Ruben Tejada, they may have stood a chance at winning the World Series, but instead yeah. they lost, right? And that's due to Chase Utley. What are you gonna do? You play hard, you're a grinder like Chase Utley. You, you slide into home hard mm-hmm. like you could have back then, back in the day when that wasn't against the rules. Yeah. You slide into second hard if there's a chance at a double play to mm-hmm. interrupt the, the second baseman or shortstop or, or whoever's there. So. Yeah. And I mean, Utley always went hard. Otherwise, he never would have had that 35-game hitting streak in 2006. Yeah. You know that's the 11th longest hitting streak in MLB history? No way. And it's Chase Utley. Chase Utley, of course. <sighs> Chase Utley. <laughs> yeah, he'll be missed. He'll be missed. Uh, I and hope he's in for, for a little bit more the, the rest of the season. I notice he's been out a lot of games. He has been. He's really been a bench player this season. We haven't really been using him in the starting lineup very much. He's an old man. He's a silver fox. Yeah. 
Yeah. And he's also a father. He is a father. He's got children. A lot of the guys on the Dodgers are fathers. What's, what kind of excuse is okay, that? Okay, I was talking about him being a father to Kike Hernandez. I see, I see. I mean, yes, he did say <laughs> in his press conference where he announced that he was retiring, he did say that he wanted to retire and spend some more time with his kids. Do you know what Kike's response to that was? <laughs> he said, I'm so glad that he's taking some time off so he can spend some more time with me. <laughs> That's wonderful. I love their relationship, and I love the way that the young Dodgers players have taken to, to Chase Utley. I hate to say it, but I feel like some of the mentorship that Ethier had wasn't taken as well. I feel like Utley is just a different kind of star, and he just knows how to grind and knows how to grind every single day. He doesn't just have a game face. He's, he's all about um, how to play the game hard, and I feel like that's how the game... We're losing part of that in the game these days. Yeah. And I mean, I hate to say it, but let's just assume that both guys are going to end up on the ballot to get into the Hall of Fame. Mm -hmm. It's probably going to be Utley that makes it in. Maybe oh, not yeah. Ethier. Maybe not Ethier. He never won the World Series. Uh, yeah, it, it's going to be hard for Ethier. I don't know too much about how, how you predict who's going to get into the Hall of Fame and who doesn't. But Utley's definitely going to be in the Hall of Fame, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, he for several years there, it was hard to debate that he was the best player in baseball. The best player. I mean, absolutely. let's talk about this. We went over the awards and accolades that Ken passed. Now let's talk about Utley. Utley. So he has that World Series championship in 2008. Mm -hmm. And to make this easy, all of these are with the Phillies. None of these are with the Dodgers. Naturally. So Silver Slugger, he has four. He didn't have a single Silver Slugger with the Dodgers? Nope. He had it in 2006, 7, 8, and 9 with the Phillies. Utley, please. Okay. Four years running. Please. Um, he was named the NL Player of the Month twice with the Phillies, once in 2006, once in 2008. That's way fewer than I would have expected. And he was a six-time All-Star. I mean, he's a fan favorite, of course. 2006, 7, 8, 9, and 10, and 2014. Back when fans were mailing in their ballots for All-Stars. Well, that's not real, that's not true, but still. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... But I mean, even the rest of his stats speak for themselves, like 276 career ERA. Did you say ERA? I did. I meant batting average. Batting average, yeah. I mean, he's not really a pitcher. Yeah. Has he ever pitched on the mound? I don't know. Who cares anyways? Not in what I saw. His on-base plus slugging, 825. That's a great on-base plus slugging. Even his fielding percentage at second base was 982 over his entire career. This guy. This guy. He's, he's above and beyond yeah. for a baseball player. And since his debut in 2003, he ranks among second basemen in the top 10 in hits, doubles, home runs, war, you name it. Okay, now I know this is a lot to ask because it's kind of a random st statistic here, but do you have his fielding percentage over his career? I, I just said that, it's 982. I'm so sorry. Anyways, that's amazing. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Everybody listening, you probably already picked, okay, it doesn't matter. Anyways, <sighs> go Dodgers. We're winning two to one against the Astros. I'm so embarrassed right now. Uh, <laughs> what else have we got on the docket for today? Is that it? I think that's it. I think that's it. We've covered quite a bit. Hopefully we win against the Astros today just to pick up one win in this terrible, terrible series that's happened so far. Hopefully this game will be the light at the end of the tunnel for us. Mm -hmm. I mean, at the very least, we're not facing the Astros tomorrow, so Thank at least God. there's that to look forward to. Yeah, what's the to? next series? Is that against the A's? The A's starting Tuesday. Starting Tuesday. So we've got a day off tomorrow. Okay, go Dodgers. Hey, I'm a believer. Dodgers, we believe. Dodgers, we believe. Follow us on Twitter. Uh, we believe in LA. We'll uh, 
I guess we'll hear you next time. Feel free to leave us a little mention on Twitter. Let us know how we're doing. Give us some critique. Give us a little DM. Drop us in our DMs. Is that how you say that? I don't know. Anyways. I think, I don't think that's how you say it. Viva Los Dodgers. Goodbye, Viva everybody. Los Dodgers.